Welcome to Around the Cooler, the fantasy football podcast. I am your host, Brady, joined by my co-hosts, D and Frank. And fade it out, dude. Fade it out. Very nicely done. <laughs> just stopped <laughs> so that was some uh metallica for all you metalheads out there uh, right d that's what you did uh no bro that was iron maiden i'm just joking oh <laughs> <laughs> you said metallica dude <laughs> yeah so uh probably the most hated metallica album of all time yeah i don't even know the name of the album saint anger. So hated. oh that's right mm. saint anger yeah i'm not personally a big metallica fan myself but yeah I, neither am i I, pr- I appreciate what they've done for the genre i guess so to say <laughs> Um, but for everyone listening, we have our third amigo back, D, Big D, back in the building. Welcome back, bro. Welcome back, brother. Ah, it feels good, dude. Dude, I was thinking. So I was kind of thinking uh, on the way over here. I'm like, you know, last last week wasn't too bad, but I felt like we were like obviously missing D, and I was trying to comp him to who he like would be in like real like NFL news circles. Mm-hmm. And I just thought of like Adam Schefter. He's Adam Schefter. Yeah, dude. He's he's a Filipino Adam Schefter. Have you ever seen his phone? Philip Schefter. Yellow, <laughs> yellow Schefter. Yeah. Have you ever seen his phone? Yeah, constantly blowing There's up. All, it's like he gets always all in the news. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But anyways, man, welcome back. Happy to have you here. It was how, it was how, frustrating. How was uh, well, you know, I was uh, sh- shitting out of my mouth and my butt, so <laughs> nice. that wasn't too fun. Yeah, you know, poor timing on uh, that point. Yeah, but um, I mean, you you were kind of in the know a little bit about what was happening, and you la- you listened to last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. It was so frustrating as I'm like yelling yeah. at like I'm I'm driving yelling at you, bro. Like it's JD McKissick, Brady. <laughs> God, Jerk McKinnon's on the fucking Chiefs. How do you not know this? It's JD fucking McKissick. Like, yeah, oh my God. I mean, to be fair, and, I mean, and yeah. Frank, you've never been to New York. Have you? No. Because <laughs> Madison Square Garden is an arena. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's Times Square, Frank. Like, walking oh, around Madison God. Square Garden, Jimmy G made $72 million, not 1.7. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did great. Well, mm-hmm. even further proof why we need you here, man. Did you take a piss, Brady, before we started? I did. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I was slamming beers here last week, dude. That's, yeah. that's what we And shots. We had two shots and three beers on air. That's probably the most we've had to date. Yeah. So well, no wonder I couldn't remember players' names. And Yeah. Dude, well, one of my favorite parts is when I, when I listened to it back and how we were talking about a little bit before this, D, when we were talking about three down backs. And I said Brees Hall was a third down back, three down back. And then I only could remember Saquon and yep. forgot about <laughs> Brees Hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got to find that line. Yeah. Good times. Anyways, uh, I know that uh, the schedule release, D, we didn't get to talk to you about it, but did you catch any of those fun schedule release? I don't know what you would call them. The, I guess. Schedule, the schedule release has honestly become one of my favorite like NFL days of the year. I didn't realize how much of a every team does something. It is. Yeah, I didn't realize that well, until this year. Not every team. The Cardinals <laughs> literally just had a video of Kyler playing catch. With, I think it was Marquise, Marquise Brown for like 10 seconds. And then like Kyler just throws the ball at the screen, and he walks over, picks it up, and then it pans out with their schedule. That was their <laughs> video, dude. That's the most re- so that's the most that's cardinal why, thing I've ever. That's heard. why you're like the lowest ranked team on the NFLPA yeah. freaking ratings or whatever it was, dude. Ugh. Yeah, I think the best one I saw 
you know, from I only had seen the Bears one when we recorded, but mm-hmm. I watched pretty much all of them after. And the Titans video, oh my God, was gold, dude. Dude, I'm that tr- was so funny. I'm probably biased because the Chargers were my Chargers favorite. Chargers were also gold, but the, the Broncos Titans, were good. The Titans were, yeah, fuck the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Office, but like, no. Yeah. But the the Titans one, Titans you know, a lot of lot of teams have adopted that name now on their Twitter Twitter handle. Oh, have they? Like yeah, the names that they got mistaken for. Yeah, so the That's Falcons really are now the Red Stallions. <laughs> oh, nice. And the Col- That's really funny. And the Colts, Colts the, the Colts are, are not the Cowboys. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Big fans of those schedule releases. Well, cool, man. I'm glad you were able to check them out, and most importantly, glad you're back. Uh, news, guys, for the week, we are recording this relatively quick, quick turnaround from our last episode. So nothing really has, you know, seemingly big happened too much this week. But we did have a bit of a bit of breaking news, right, D? Coming out of Denver. Coming out of Denver, old Sean Payton talking about his running back one, Javante Williams. Um, if you remember, he tore his ACL, I think LCL, MCL, PCL. He, oh, I remember. He, he jacked his knee up. I had him last year. I but remember. Sean thinks he's going to be ready by training camp. Okay. So for you Javante Williams dynasty owners out there, you know, there's a little bit of hope. But then the next interview, he followed it up with like, yeah, I'm really hopeful he won't have to go on the pup. Perfect. So that doesn't sound. Take all that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound. Too much I'm, like a confidence booster. I I just see see another J.K. Dobbins situation here. Oof. Like he's gonna play and he's just not gonna be what you needed based off of where you draft him. He's off my board. Yeah, he's kind of simple. He's kind of off my board too. I'm always skeptical of running backs with knee problems. I mean, yeah. I have Brees Hall, dude, and I'm skeptical. But of not to the level that that guy's injury was. Like he tore like four ligaments in his knee, still, doing nothing, dude. Yeah, I watched the game. He was running. I didn't see anything. His knee didn't buckle. Yeah, he was just running. He got tackled, and then he just sat down on the ground. He's like, "Hey guys, I I'm need done. surgery." <laughs> yeah, I just think there's a you know that position in particular. There's a lot of cutting, right, <clears throat> going yep. back and forth, and that's yep. a lot of stress on the knee. So, yeah, I'm with you, D. I don't. I'm kind of staying away. The from ACLs from are that. becoming the Tommy John for running backs. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Just, yeah, dude, it's gonna <laughs> yep. happen. Just a matter of time. Uh, okay, cool, man. So yeah, that's that's about all the news for the week. We don't have much else for you guys. So I think, with that said, we wanted to switch things up a little bit and come in with a game. Well, let's is that play correct? a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Okay, let's all right. Do it. So is that, the, is that the line in Saw? I don't remember what he says. Do you want to play a game? Is that's it? what it is. I want to play a game. I think. Look I at that. Me play. not remembering uh, things. Yep. Usual. Classic. <laughs> I don't think any of us know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I uh, scripted this one up for you guys. I'm going to give you three players. Okay. All right. All running backs. Okay. Player A finished 2022 as the RB12 overall. He rushed for 668 yards, three TDs, 73 receptions, 523 yards, and three receiving touchdowns. Okay. That's player A. Player B was RB22 overall in 15 games, 876 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns, and 17 receptions for 92 yards. Okay. And player C finished RB39. 17 games, 468 yards, 3 TDs, 35 receiving yards, and 1 touchdown. Who is player A? 
This one's easy. This guy's a, was is on my dynasty team. It's Leonard Fournette. Is he? Yep. I was way off, dude. Who is it, Brady? I was gonna guess Alvin Kamara. Okay. Low rushing yards, high reception total. Didn't play a lot last year, so the low rushing yards make sense. The high receptions make sense because he catches the ball like crazy. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Alvin Kamara. Okay. This goes to Frank. Damn it. It was playoff Lenny. Yep. Um, wow, that's terrible, dude. He had a significant reduction in rushing because the offensive line was terrible. Significant is an understatement, dude. He was like a six hundred yards for, over for th- Leonard Fournette. He rushed for over a thousand yards last season. That's, that's what I'm saying. Seventy three receptions that kept him afloat. Yep. That, yeah, that's, I, he yeah. started every week. That yeah. makes sense considering Tom Brady was his QB though. Yeah, terrible so. rushing average, career low for rushing touchdowns, but that O line was decimated. Yep. And they were, they were very, very passing heavy yeah. with Tom. Who's player B? Hmm. 876, 12 TDs, 17 catches in 15 games. So he played most of, if not all. Hmm. This one's a little harder. I want to say this is Zeke. No way. No shot. It might either be Zeke or Pollard. Pollard? I would actually go with Pollard over Zeke on that. It's one of those split backs. I'm actually leaning towards Pollard now. To play 15 games and then put that type of production up means something. somebody else was coming in. You should be able to rush for 1,000 yards if you play 15 games. 12 TDs. I'm trying to think of a running back that scored. I think it's Pollard, times. man. He did get in the end zone a lot. Okay. Ten seconds. All right, let's go with Pollard. Yeah. I'm going to go with Pollard as well. You're both going with Pollard? Yeah. Yep. You were right. It's Zeke. No it's way. Zeke. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, it's one of those guys. Yeah. Like that's a Pollard, very... Pollard finished the year as the top ten back. Yeah. <sighs> that's right. I know because I traded him to Victor. Yeah. <laughs> I know because I traded Pollard at the halfway mark to Ryan for nothing. For oh. Zeke. Oh. Just a goal line vulture. Wow, dude. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he's just. Well, and plus the 15 games, the injuries are starting to catch up to him. Yeah. We saw the emergence of Pollard. This like, but watching those two run the last couple years reminds me of when LT had Michael Turner behind him, mm-hmm. and LT was starting to, like, starting the decline, and every time Michael Turner would come in, he'd pop off like a fifty yard play, dude, big time. Yeah. And now we're now LT's gone, aka Zeke, and Michael Turner has the, has the team to himself, dude. Yeah. Like, I think I think Pollard's gonna have a good year, but that's probably it. We're talking one, two years tops. That's kind of interesting, though, right? Because if you watch a lot of Cowboys games, I think Pollard's been the better back for the last couple years. So I don't know what Dallas. I mean, there's a design was waiting for other than the fact. Yeah, it must have been just like a bias thing with Jerry. But also, Pollard's looked so good because he's younger and he's like Zeke comes in to to spell him. So like he's always having fresh legs throughout the game. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I think Dallas finally started to smarten up, and they started giving Pollard more touches. Right. Yeah. It only and this is this is two, when he starts years, to get I'm worn saying. down. Yeah. So okay, this is. I feel like this one's gonna be tough. Player C. Yeah. RB thirty nine. Seventeen games, four hundred and sixty eight yards, three TDs, thirty five catches, one TD, thirty five catches. Seventeen games. You know what this looks like. This looks like a Rex Burkhead stat line <laughs> for a season, bro. Yeah. Um, I don't think – did Rex Burkhead even play last year? Yeah. Mm. 17 games. 
I don't think you would have rushed for that many yards, though. I almost want to say this is like a Kareem Hunt, but the, but I know it's not because Kareem Hunt was hurt for a lot of the year, a lot of the season. Seventeen games seems like. <sighs> Who was the backup in New England? Damian Harris. Because mm. Ramond, it was Ramondre's house. Oh, that's right, it was. Hmm. Do you also color coded these? If you noticed, so what Brown team could it possibly be? You're a smart man, dude. Yeah. Maybe it is Kareem Hunt. No, it's not. Kareem Hunt was hurt a lot of the year. Which makes sense why his rushing totals would be so low. He could chunk off 100-yard games easy. Kareem Hunt was not hurt, bro. It was. It's Kareem Hunt. Is it Kareem Hunt? Yeah. Well, I thought it was. Oh, <laughs> maybe it was go. hurt the year prior. He was hurt the year prior. Ah. Nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Kareem Hunt stat line, but I know it's not. That's impressive <laughs> that you, I mean, I didn't tell, for everyone listening, I did not tell them who these players are. Yeah. Nope. But I did <clears> color code <throat> them so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> I picked up on that. that I picked That's up on that funny. after Leonard Fournette. Okay. Um, mm. But what do all three of these guys have in common? At what point they were They're all top out the five window, running backs. Dude. They're all out the window. They all don't have a job right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So don't draft them if you're listening. Yeah, Yarny. I have Leonard Fournette, so that's a bummer. But these guys, I mean, you have RB12 last year for fantasy, RB22. Zeke and Zeke and Fournette are definitely going to find a job. Yeah, Zeke's going to find maybe, a job based maybe off name alone. Probably right before camp or during camp. Kareem Hunt, I think he's going to find a job too, but like he looked like to me like he lost a step. Because he was a top 10 back the year before. You know, it was probably yep. like a 65-35 split, and he made the most of those touches. Like, he was the receiving back there. And whenever Chubb would go down, he would step in and become the three-down back. And he performed, but they were not trusting him with the ball this year. Yeah. You know, and then he tried to get traded. Like, I, you know, and he was on my team, so I watched some of those Brown games, and he just did not look like the same guy. Imagine having to watch a Browns game. Oh God! Imagine living in Cleveland. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. But yeah, good job. Frank. That was fun. You pretty much got them all right, but didn't. What yeah. Is, what does you win? I dude? basically went win one for three when I actually got three for three off the rip. So. Yep. That's pretty impressive, man. I'm not gonna lie. To be honest, the color coding gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Cool. So that was fun, D. Thanks for letting us play. I'm excited to see what you win, Frank. Uh, let's get into Crack'em. And we got a special Crack'em today, guys. Yep. It's actually going to be a shout-out to me. <laughs> to Brady. <laughs> to me. So, listeners, uh, some of you may be aware, but I recently became a dad to a baby boy. And over the weekend um, was my first time out with him solo. I've been with them solo before. I just want to throw that out there. Solo but, dad in the wild. But this was my first time being solo out in the wild. And our buddy Miami Dave and uh, his lady are expecting <laughs> a baby. What's her name, Brady? Amanda. <laughs> I just didn't know how to reference her. <laughs> Did he forget something again? I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, he doesn't know her name. No, no, no. no. I just didn't know how to reference her. Amanda. Yeah. Uh Super sweet girl, but they're expecting a baby as well. So they're having a baby shower. And yeah, like D said, it was my first time out in the wild. And I forgot one crucial element to the survival 
of a baby. <laughs> and that is milk. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing a very young baby can eat. Yeah. So we were out. Uh, we were probably at Dave's for maybe like an hour. 30 hour minutes. 15. 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> it felt like 30 minutes. Uh, but yeah. And then he woke up and started to cry. And I was like, oh, my God. He's hungry. It's been like three, four hours. Let me go grab this milk. And there was no milk. So I pulled the old Irish goodbye, went out the back, went home, and fed him some milk. At least you were close. The listeners need to know when I saw, when I, when we showed up and I saw him there with, with a baby Kango. And uh, I asked him, like, bro, is this your first time out? Like, just you two? And he, his response was like, bro, this ain't my first time. This ain't, this ain't my first rodeo. And then I couldn't help but laugh as he's driving away. I'm like, this idiot forgot the milk, dude. Like, I thought he said this wasn't his first rodeo. <laughs> that is correct. But in context, again, that was my first time out, not by myself. So we're going to crack them to all those first-time dads who have forgotten the milk. <laughs> Cheers to you guys. Oh, man, those are good, dude. All right, guys. Yeah, don't forget the milk, guys. Never forget the milk. <laughs> cool. So this episode, we are getting into rookie wide receivers and QBs from last year. So again, last episode, we did the sophomores. sophomores. Yeah, we did yeah. sophomores, uh, running backs, and tight ends. So this one, again, not necessarily rookies this year, sophomores, the sophomores. wide receivers, and QBs. Last year's draft class. Last yep. year's draft class, which, um, just to kind of get into the swing of things right at the bat here, was very talent rich and wideouts. Oh, the ta- the receivers are Oh, they came the ones that came out or even the ones that didn't necessarily hit this year. Yeah. flashed, had some potential. You could see it on the field. One day we could be talking about this receiving core as like one of the greatest of all time if they easily, all pan out. Easily. Man. I get that vibe. Yeah, yeah, definitely easily. Uh and D, did you want to mention the top guy? The crown yeah. Lecram? Let's kick it off with the crown jewel of this class. Garrett Wilson. Wide receiver drafted by the New York Jets. Finished the year as wide receiver 21. 83 receptions, 147 targets, 1,100 yards, and four TDs. Like, wide receiver 21, as I say it, it doesn't seem that great. That's but wide receiver two. I think it's low-key impressive considering, he played for one, the Jets. he was a rookie. <laughs> two, he played for the Jets. In three, he had the sorriest group of quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen throwing oh, to him. Yeah, he did. Zach Wilson, yep. who we love here yeah, at this we show. We love Zach Big Wilson. Big Zach Wilson guy. <laughs> around the cooler <laughs> favorite. <laughs> uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Cool. Mike White. And I know I don't know the guy's name, but I'm very confident they picked up some guy off the street and he played for a week. Just some random dude, and they probably still won because the defense oh, was really good. I, I it was actually like remember a, that guy. Remember, it was yeah, like yeah, the worst yeah. Thursday night game you've I ever seen. I do remember dude. that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I forgot about him. But like, he to me, he passes the eyeball test. Like the kid just looks crazy talented. I thought he popped off the screen, clean routes, beautiful hands, just fluid body control. He did not look like a rookie to me. And he was winning so many different ways. He was beating guys underneath. He's beating guys over the top, winning contested balls. To think to think he caught over half of those balls, like of the 150 balls that were thrown his way, I think it's a compliment considering how bad 
those quarterbacks were. Like, if, how catchable were those balls? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. If they got the ball within, like, a 10-yard radius, like, he was going to catch it. In, in a strong wide receiver class, to me, he looked like the one that can make that jump to superstardom. And now he's got Aaron Rodgers, arguably the best quarterback he's ever played with in his life. And although Aaron is known for spreading the rock, he has his favorites. Devontae Adams was his guy. And Wilson is easily the most talented wide receiver on that team by far. And I expect I expect Wilson to become Aaron's Devontae for his during his tenure in in uh, <clears throat> New Jersey. And when I say that, I think Wilson's going to become the guy that he goes to in those pressure situations. Sure. Way to reference New Jersey, too, by the way, getting the correct state. Yeah, that's true. So my concern is with how he got his points last season. Like, I get the whole quarterback room, I understand, but in looking at his numbers, like, I'm not a where-you-finished guy. Like, wide receiver 21 sounds good. The stats sound good. But in looking at what he did from a week-to-week basis— he finished the top 10 only three times. He finished the top 20 two other times. So every other week, he was outside of wide receiver two territory for me. And I understand bringing in Rodgers should help with that consistency and improvements, but his ADP right now is end of second. And I just think that's way too high. Like I can't, I see the ability and I agree with you, Daniel. He jumps off the page, but I'm not burning my second round pick on a jet <laughs> at the end of the day. I think that's a fair... Uh... I mean, point. it's it's the Jets at the end of the day, so yeah, and and that's a good point you brought up as far as like his flash games, but his flash games were with everybody not named Zach Wilson, and his yeah. down games, like literally, dude, his down games were the Zach Wilson effect. So if Joe Flacco is the most competent quarterback that he had, and now you're gonna give the guy Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking at those, I'm looking at those games, I'm like, I'm gonna see a whole lot more of this then. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just arguing that I don't like end of second round for him. I, I, I would prefer for him to be my second wide receiver, mm-hmm. but I'm getting, I'm drafting that guy thinking like, I think I'm going to end up with two wide receiver ones on this team. Yeah. I think that's a fair, fair point for me. You guys know, I love me some Garrett Wilson. I will forever be kicking myself, even though I had to draft Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson was my clear number one in that draft but I'm with you D I think uh, with Rodgers in town it just increases his potential fantasy output to the next level right Rodgers is going to find ways to get him the ball he always finds ways to get those top dogs the ball sky's the limit for this guy I can definitely see him push for a top 15 wide receiver finish and potentially if things go well in New York maybe even a top 10 we'll see that's yet to be seen okay so, sitting in that 212, yeah. right, he's going to be like that late second, early third round pick. Mm-hmm. Do you take him ahead of like a DK Metcalf? Never. DK Metcalf is a proven veteran, and he proved it last year with Geno Smith. I'm, I would never, ever take a second-year unknown player from the Jets over DK Metcalf. He's not unknown, though. He made himself known last I mean, year with shit He's QBs. relatively unknown compared to the other, other receivers that are going to be there on the board. But you're more worried about him just being a jet than the talent that you saw, and now he t- has now he has a real quarterback. I'm saying that I'm going to take the dude who's already proved that he can do it at a fantasy level in a wide receiver one role in DK Metcalf over an unproven second year player, even though he has the ability. Are you concerned about JSN? 
and having another mouth to feed? Mm. I guess it just depends on how that offense rolls. But again, I'm not going to take him over DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's a wide receiver one. He's proven it in fantasy. Stick to your stars. Go with your gut. And my gut says Garrett Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm when these are just guys that he's getting drafted around. Mm-hmm. All right. What about T. Higgins? That that one's tough for me. I'm a big T. Higgins fan. Because, um, you know, in Cincy, all they do is throw the ball, right? Yeah. The New York, you know, hopefully Breeze comes back healthy. He's still going to be, I think, the focal point of that offense, kind of like I alluded to last episode. So, and yeah, like I said, in Cincy, you know, you know, they're going to sling it. So, but yeah, that's tough, man. I still think I'm leaning towards T over, over Garrett on that one. You're definitely hoping for the upside. Definitely. Yeah. With that one, if you go for Wilson over Higgins, but I think it's close. So do I, I think it is close. I think Higgins is capped. So I would, to play counter, to counter your guys' argument there, I think, Higgins is capped because of Jamar Chase every week. As to the point that D was making earlier, the ad, the advantage you have with Garrett Wilson is that there ain't no cap there. Yeah. So, but you know, also in Cincy, especially last year too, there were times where any given receiver was the lead dog for right. the week. That's true. So it wasn't exclusively Jamar over there last year, like it was you know the year before. His a little frustrating year. as a Jamar owner, <laughs> yeah, by I the bet. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, D, like to your point, though, if if I'm taking Garrett over T, I'm banking on that upside and it better hit. Yep. So, yeah. That's okay. Just me. Last one, A.J. Brown. Not this year. I think A.J. Brown has one more year of high end wide receiver fantasy one output. You think but I so? think this is his last year. And I would, t- I wouldn't, I would take A.J. Brown. I think Devontae's coming. That's what I'm saying. That train's coming, boys. And I think he's. Kid I think is. it happens this year, but AJ Brown still probably puts up top twelve numbers. Yeah, that kid's good, man. Um, I think I'm kind of leaning towards Frank on this one. I think AJ Brown, kind of to his point about DK, has just been consistent for so long as a solid wide receiver. I'm gonna bank on that production than the upside of Garrett Wilson. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> And I, as an AJ Brown dynasty owner, I had him last year as um, what did we call it? A, a miss prospect because of Philly. He absolutely looked everything of the part and more with Jalen Hurts. He got so, better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't think I take uh, Wilson over AJ, but I love me some Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you got to have some big balls to do that. Let's uh, get to the next guy, guys. Chris Olave. Frank, you want to dive in on? Yes, yeah. boy. So this is the other guy that came out of Ohio State. He averaged 13.2 points per game, which was good enough for wide receiver 25, just outside of wide receiver two territory. So I would say that's like a nice flex. 72 receptions, 1,042 yards, and four touchdowns. Again, another impressive rookie with a terrible quarterback. The Red Rifle. Nah, this is this guy's become the red pea shooter, Andy Dalton. <laughs> and they also had the whole quarterback carousel over there with, you know, Jameis Winston. Yeah. And Taysom, right? Did Taysom uh, play quarterback last year? I think he played one game. Oh, I'd have to check. I'd have to check. But that's some impressive numbers. And on top of that, he battled some injuries, had a hammy late, concussion early. I think he would have put up much better numbers if he had better quarterback play and he was able kind of, and he was kind of able to stay healthy. He's a small receiver, so you got to expect that some injuries are going to come into play. 
Overall, Alave was impressive. Coming out of college, he was good at everything, but not like the master of anything. So yeah, he had good well rounded. Yeah, four three nine speed, which really translated to his early success. And uh, he was having good attacking with intermediate and deep parts of the field, and that's where he thrived. While Thomas, you know, typically handles that uh, those shorter underneath routes and Mike Thomas, yeah, red zone targets, yeah, Michael Thomas. The problem was he's on a run first offense with an inept quarterback that can't push the ball downfield. Enter Derek Carr. This is a good situation. We look at what Derek Carr did last year. He fed the rock to Devontae. He's going to do that again to certain receivers here in New Orleans. And I think Olave's a perfect guy for that. So <clears throat> Carr doesn't have the biggest arm, but he definitely has great accuracy downfield, which bodes well for Olave because he's fast. So uh, Pro Football Focus had him at top five last season. And I think this offense gets a little better. And again, we have other things that we're looking at. Michael Thomas doesn't play enough. He tends to get hurt every year. Kamara's falling off a cliff. And who knows? Jawan Johnson, maybe his season was a blip. So there's definitely a path here for fantasy success for this guy to be the number one receiver on this team. But how... how... I agree with you, dude. But gosh, like, how good do you see him being? Like, do you think he cracks the top 10 receivers? No. (sighs) Top 10 is too high. I that would mean he'd have to have a pretty impressive jump in numbers. So for me, I really think he's probably going to be a high end, a wide receiver too at best, with maybe a weekly upside. But you know, the biggest thing is like, there's ten receivers in front of him that are so good at what they do, and those offense feed them that he would have to have an incredible season for that to happen. So, so do you take him or Garrett Wilson? I mean, I don't see Alave being in the range of where Garrett Wilson's going to get drafted is the problem. Alave's going to get drafted probably in the third or fourth round. To me, that tells me that's like good value. If yeah. I get a receiver two there, fourth round, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. So I definitely think it's going to be a better situation. Like, I don't know what it is about Alave. I just, to me, like, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is like, what that, he is like, that's just That's just it. Like, he just looks like. A really good number two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly like, what he you is. You are like, Golden Tate to me. Like he, Ooh, his, that's his, a good comp. His ceiling captain in college, right? He came out, and we all know what he is. He's a solid, like you guys said, solid wide receiver too. Yeah. I don't really see much more from that. Like Frank, I think you touched on it a little bit. I mean, yeah, he might give you a game here or there with wide receiver one numbers. Right. But I don't really see him being a solid wide receiver one at this stage or any stage. You know what he might be for Derek Carr down there is um, what's his name in uh oh god here we go again. Him in, no 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 oh, Las no, Vegas yeah. Renfro Hunter Renfro both elite route I think he's both better than that no they're different they're very different players because Renfro's Renfro plays the Edelman role where like he's just like that's that's Mike Thomas dude like Mike Thomas is the short short route underneath guy. Like this I guess guy, that's true. He just—he's just a deep ball guy right now. Yeah, not, I know. But well, the Saints need to figure that out because he's way too elite of a route runner to just be running deep balls. I watched a lot of his games in college because I was such a big Garrett Wilson fan. That guy can run any route he wants. So that's what I was—the point I was trying to make in terms of the, the Hunter Renfro comparison. Sure. Because that you saw the routes that that guy ran in Oakland. Yeah. He was making up his own fucking routes, dude. Did he you destroyed guys some, some, he yeah, destroyed dude. some people out there. Yeah, he was fucking doing unrealistic things out there, man. It was crazy. <laughs> James called him one of the best route runners he's ever seen. Yep. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I think 
they need to get a little more creative with their play calling and utilize him to his strengths rather than just send him deep every time. I could see him as a guy that, especially with a QB that doesn't have the a deep arm. I could see it's not like, like he has a fucking rocket for an arm. Dude. No car. Yeah. No car can't. Car doesn't have a big arm, but he's he, he's he's throws capable. An, he throws an accurate deep ball. That's the difference. Like he can only throw it sixty yards, but yeah. he'll put it on your he'll put it on your over your shoulder. Yeah. Anyways, to the point. At larger here, I, I'm with you guys. I don't see Alave being anything more than a. I think Alave could be team. like seven for seventy every week, five for fifty, yeah. those types of numbers with the occasional touchdown. Yeah, solid floor. Yeah, solid floor potential, wide receiver one upside. Like I said, maybe every few weeks or so, but nothing crazy. Right. Yeah, I top ten's too rich, but I think best case scenario, he ends up being he cracks the top twenty this year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, wide receiver two numbers for sure. I think that's possible too. Cool, guys. Moving on to the next one. Next oh, guy. I don't want to talk about this guy. Come on, dude. Can someone else talk about this guy? Nope. <laughs> Why did we line it up for me to talk about this This just guy, happened dude? by chance, dude. Oh my I think God. it's fate, bro. I yeah. don't think it is. <laughs> Kyle Pitts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess we'll just get into him. Drake London, guys. Atlanta Falcons. Young wideout, taken eighth overall last year out of USC. He did come in pretty strong to start the season, boys. Uh, he had, you know, three TDs for 214 yards in the first three games. But that run-heavy offense, like they did to Kyle Pitts, just shit all over him. <laughs> After those first three games, complete dog shit the rest of the season, boys. I mean, really not much else he could do. It's not even his fault. Right, like he had yeah. shit QB play. He was in a terrible system. Uh, you know, I think after the games or those first three games where he finished in that like you know solid, you know positional rankings, he was wide receiver twenty five at best, and then the second best in that span was wide receiver forty nine. Jesus, I mean, do you is that someone you want in your team? No, absolutely no. not. You don't want that guy on your team. He's not going to get the ball. They're a run first offense. I've already established this over multiple episodes. I don't know why we continue to talk about Atlanta pass catchers. <laughs> they are garbage. <laughs> Stay away from them. Oh, but man. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Do you have any thoughts on Drake London? That Falcons passing game was so bad. So bad. And as Very a Mar- as a as a embarrassed Mariota truther. <laughs> <laughs> going out of Oregon, he, he was he was just fucking trash, dude. Like I got to admit it, like Frank, your sister could have done a better know, job dude. throwing the ball, I dude. I know. Poor Marietta. <laughs> I really um, pulled for the guy when he was coming out of college, but nonetheless. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, dude, I didn't know Hawaiians could be quarterbacks. This is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, yes, he's a Falcon. Like, I was encouraged by what I saw. Like, put aside, like, for weeks 4 through 12 where he was just, like, yeah, garbage. Fucking a dead man walking. But who wasn't? I think a lot of that. Doing cardio out there, man. But but when they put Ritter in, they opened it up more. They yeah. they needed to see what Ritter could do, and they started throwing the ball. And from weeks thirteen on, like he was a borderline wide receiver too. Like he finished, he even finished in the top ten at one point. Mm-hmm. It's like, and coming out, dude. Like it it was Garrett Wilson wasn't just like the lock. Yeah, like it, it was a conversation between him. And there was a lot. And Drake London, like the talent's definitely there, dude. He's he's not he's still twenty one years old. Yeah, he's 
big. Like I, you remember last year? I said this kid looks like Mike Evans. He's yeah, huge. Yep. Yeah, and he played Not like Mike Evans. Got that size. Got the speed. And there were games where he flat. Like a lot of his production came from like three or four games where they threw the ball more than ten times. Mm-hmm. You know, so but when they did, they <laughs> were throwing four games. They were throwing it to ball. Kyle Pitts, dude. They hate that guy. <laughs> they were throwing it to Drake London. Yeah, you know he was getting like thirty percent of the target share, so like ten passes, you know, thirty percent. That's three. Um, yep. Three so three catches, seventy <laughs> yards, a touchdown. You know? <laughs> oh man, we can't even fake that, dude. Oh, like, God, that's dude. tough. I don't know, man. Like to me, like I don't know. Like he passes the eye test to me. But the problem is, he's a Falcon pass catcher, problem. dude. That's like that's that's, that's yep. the only. That's so the only he's thing. a dead man walking, man. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, Just if he even, wasn't stuck on the Falcons, that's like the Falcons are becoming the Ravens, dude. Like, oh, welcome to man. Atlanta where wide receivers go to die. That's right. Yeah. Even in games, they were down, dude. They still they didn't throw the ball. The ball. They, they still ran. Yes. Throw the ball. <laughs> yes, dude. They ran it. I'm pretty They're sure like, we're going to rip off the 70 yard <laughs> win right <laughs> Any now. minute now we're going to get one. I feel like there were games where like they had a two minute drill to win the game and they're still running the ball, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Yo, we're going to run that triple option. Get Tyler Algier back in here. Yeah. Yep. Frank, <laughs> yep. any thoughts on Drake? I mean, until I see a reason to think otherwise, and until, Brady, you tell me that your boy Kyle Pitts has any reason to believe he may be a fantasy contributor one day, I think the bottleneck is the situation. You know, sadly, this environment just isn't set up for wide receiver success. They just drafted Bijan Robinson like it's his show. Yeah. Next player. Yeah. Next player. So none of you guys are touching it. Um, I mean, I'll take him on my bench. That's about it. What do you pay for him in Dynasty? Like if you're, Dynasty, a, if you're a Drake London, if no. you're a Drake London owner, are you? Do you keep him or what's your price? If I'm an owner, if I'm an owner, I'm obviously going to try and get higher value than I think he's worth. I think right now, honestly, I don't think he's anything more worth he's, more than a third round pick. No way. He's That's, at least a first. Dude. Yeah. That is He's at way least too a low. first. Boys, that is way too low. I don't know how many times I need to fucking say this. <laughs> Arthur okay. Smith is there. Okay. He is not going to so catch when the ball. I, so when I send you a third round pick for Kyle Pitts tonight. like I would probably take it, dude. I will, I will, I'm doing it right now. Unless some right dumb idiot is going to send me something more. Dude. He looks at me. <laughs> no, I don't want that trash, dude. <laughs> You're going to get trades for me tonight, dude. Go for it. Tonight. Go All right. It. Let's go from one bag of dicks to the next bag of dicks. <laughs> Traylon Burks, baby. Taken 18th overall by the Tennessee Titans. This man was supposed to be the A.J. Brown replacement. Yeah. Right. I'm. We shouldn't even mention these two in the same sentence, dude. 100%. The dude's career got off to a super rocky start. He had these weird reports coming out of camp that he was out of shape. And he's got asthma, like, wah, wah, wah. Like, it sounds like to me, like, you're scared of the show, dude. Like, that's some anxiety shit, in my opinion. Um, and then he missed a chunk of games because of an injury. That said, he flashed a little bit. Like, the few times that he was on the field, there was some potential there. He only ended the year with 33 catches and 444 yards, one touchdown. But he had a couple games where he finished the wide receiver, too. Um... He definitely flashed his athleticism, Mm -hmm. and that's what he was kind of known for coming out. And then as I was thinking about it, like, no one's really comping Quinn Johnson to him. But to me, like, they're kind of the same player. 
where like they were known in college for their home run plays and the yards after catch. Like that's what Traylon Burks excelled in. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't this crazy savvy pass catcher. It was like get him in the screen and get him into space and watch this big man watch this big man run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a Quentin Johnson owner, that's very concerning. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is hmm. this guy plays in Tennessee. Yes. Yes, that is that is a big difference. He does not have Justin Herbert thrown to him. Instead, exactly. he has God knows who, Tannehill. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, though, I thought Burks just left a lot to be desired. Like, I I'm calling his rookie season the bust, dude. Uh, he's but I think he's trending upward because the Titans did not add another pass catcher, or in the draft or this off season. Like, he's going in as the number one. Mm-hmm. It's him and Chigo Conquo catching the 12 balls that Tannehill's going to throw this season. And nine of them are going to be catchable. <laughs> right. You know, but it's to me, it's like that's like, okay, like they're going to throw, they're going to have to throw the ball. Like this wasn't a good team. You know, I expect them to be bad again. I expect them to trail. You know, it's like the, the ball's got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if he's the top target, you know, year two, like you expect, you know, the gradual progression. It's like, I mean, it looks like his current ADP is 92, so it's like seventh, eighth round. Like, do you take a shot on him? Like, I don't know if I do. It's like, do I take a shot on him or do I draft one of these rookies like JSN or, or Jordan Addison? Like, because oh, yeah. they're kind of in the same area mm-hmm. when it comes to that same draft Same area, but substantially different offenses. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the thing about that comp- comparison is if I'm going to take a shot on a receiver around that round, it's going to be somewhere else. It's going to be on a receiver that I know is going to get looks on an offense. And the Titan, the Titan situation is not a place where wide receivers excel unless your name is A.J. Brown. It's been King Henry show maybe next year, like you're saying. Like uh, you should maybe see a more of a progression. But, I mean, I just don't think it's this year. I think King Henry has one more good year and the decline happens. And then maybe next year they start to look at pass-catching options. Yeah, I think anybody that followed the – this draft class last year um, had their three top wideouts would be Wilson, Williams, and Burks. That was probably going into the college football season. Drake London obviously crept up, you know, later during on of the season. But those were the three guys going into the, the season. Wait, so who's Williams? Jamo. That's right. Jamison Williams. See, yeah, dude, Jameson this is Williams. how far this guy fucking fell off the map. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so those three were, like, the top dogs going into the college football season. But, like I said, Drake obviously, you know, crept up and did his thing. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, Frank. Unfortunately, Burks is just in a bad situation there in Tennessee. It's King Henry's show until the king is dead. And I think he's going to start dying this year, as I've made that a point. But we'll see. Um, But, yeah, man, if I'm taking – a chance on unproven talent, whether it's one of these rookies or a guy that showed limited production last year, give me the guy that's in a more favorable situation than this guy. And I like, you know, for that example that you provided, give me Addison over Burks any day. How about JSN? Also give me JSN. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a sweet D draft tip. If I'm torn between two pass catchers, who's throwing him the ball? A hundred percent. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a good argument, though. Like, do you take the top dog in a poor passing offense or do you take the second or third option in a good passing offense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or at least an offense that you know they're going to pass the ball. Yeah. I think 
Burke's a little bit of a, I mean, it sounds like he's a little bit of a fantasy darling right now because everyone's like, which is weird. It, it's just his. They just love his, his athleticism. I was gonna say it's his athletic ability. Lo- yeah, man. Well, I mean, he's done. He's done nothing, dude. Almost yeah. every guy in the NFL he's is athletic. Done. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. looks good in shorts, bro. Yeah. I get it. Like, but but think about it, dude. Like, all it takes is one or two games. Yeah. Like, if you can show someone that you can ball out in the NFL. Like they're gonna take that to their grave, mm-hmm. and that's what he did, dude. Like overall, yeah. like overall, his season was a bust. Yeah, but he had a couple games where he was targeted what twelve times. Crazy, I know. He must have been trailing by a lot, yep. you know. Where he, t- you know, and he caught what seven, eight balls, eighty yards, and maybe that one touchdown. Like, all right, cool. So he can do it, mm-hmm. right? But consistency. Yep. So, gotta show it. Gotta show it. Next guy. <sighs> all I right. Love. I love this guy. I love this guy, too. We all love this guy, but for the wrong reasons. Yes. George Pickens. He's a riser on a lot of boards this season. I temper expectations. To me, this guy has been, been more of splash plays and playing style than overall production. He caught 52 <laughs> balls true. for 800 yards and only four TDs. And a bunch of more highlight reel catches. The guy has an incredible catch radius similar to Odell. He had that catch last year where sticky hands. It was basically <laughs> Tell me that Good catch wasn't better than hands, Odell's. Baby. To me, that catch was a hundred percent better oh, than was, Odell's. I watched 100%. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He will go up. He'll catch everything. He he's he's going to catch the ball at its highest point. He's he's athletic as hell. The problem is he struggles to create any true separation in the NFL. And if you can't do that, you're going to have problems. He only ended up with 84 targets in seven in 17 games. He was a tough player to trust because you clearly can see the talent is there. But there was a lot of games where he just wasn't targeted. He was on the field. Um, <clears throat> he was on the field in, in college a lot. And what he did in college didn't translate too well in the NFL. And so combine that with Kenny Two Gloves getting him the ball. Kenny <laughs> Small Hands. Kenny, Kenny, you know. And I just don't see more than anything as like a three for 30 type of game. There was a lot of those games last year. Yeah. He was, he's a lot of fun to watch. You know, he's got that dog in him. He's going to throw your DBs or CBs to the ground. And, nope. But you don't, you don't win, you don't get points for that. Yeah. I love watching they those should. videos, though, dude. Like, so they should it's get just, points for that. I don't know. I'm thinking this guy's kind of like a T.O. or Antonio Brown, or is it, or is he some hothead that's not going to amount to nothing? Like, there's a big question mark with George Pickens to me because. I don't think he's as good of, as a receiver as people make him out to be. <sighs> I feel like you're just giving giving us the honest truth, you know? I think so, too, which is a shame. But, God, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I know, man. Trust me. I do, too. But, like, I we watched a lot of games because he's exciting, and he just... He, he climbed a lot of boards late coming out, you know, because he actually he dealt with a handful of injuries... I think he tore like an ACL or two ACLs. Yeah. And then even that last year in Georgia, like he wasn't like the top wideout. No, I don't know. Not. I don't remember who else they were throwing it to him. I think it was just so much of the Brock Power show. Yeah, it was. But, you know, but then he like those splashy contested catches like went a long way for him. Ooh, so, you know, the thing is, too, it's like you can't really trust Kenny Pickett to deliver the ball and provide the volume that a guy like that needs, mm-hmm. especially when he's still the third option on that team. Right. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, Fryermuth, and then Pickens. Like, that's still the pecking order. Yeah. But 
I want to see you, him make a jump. I was going to say, do you think that maybe changes this year? Do you think he maybe pushes? I don't want to say for the number one role. I, th- I still think Deontay is going to get the most targets over there. But maybe he kind of overleaps Fryermuth a little bit and establishes himself as a wide receiver too. And if he does, where do you think that falls on the fantasy scale? So he had better games with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Yeah. I think they developed the they rapport. Developed chemistry for sure. Yeah, they developed yeah. chemistry. Yeah. So I can see it. To me, he seems like the kind of he needs some he needs a domino to fall in front of him mm-hmm. and then he's gonna take advantage of that situation. I think you're right. Like I, I don't w- wish injury upon anyone. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is going, bro. But <laughs> stop all your head. But like but if, if Deontay pulls a hammy and he's out for a few games and now and now Pickens has to become the top wide out, mm-hmm. you know, like I he's the kind of guy like is he on a waiver wire? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a, he's the kind of guy I'm gonna drop big fab on the on a guy like that because I see him filling that role like the talent is there dude like and frank is right like he's so good at contested catches because he has every catch is a contested catch like he's constantly draped in these dbs he needs to get better as a route runner yes he does but he's got them sticky sticky (laughs) sticky icky hands dude like he catches everything (laughs) yeah yeah and he's kind of like a freak where like that where he's just super long everything gets caught he's got like i'm a george pickens owner and so like I like him on my team, but at any moment, I need to be ready to ship him off. Yeah. Because he's the kind of guy where, like, the sky's the limit, but then he's going to pull a John Morant, you know? <laughs> oh, Because, <man>. But <laughs> for real, though, dude, job. no, he had issues in college. He had issues in college. He's already shown he's a bit of a hothead, yeah. arguing with his coaches and throwing these little rants on the sideline when he's not getting the ball. Like, to me, it's like, okay, this guy might be AB or TL, mm-hmm. like, the talent's definitely there if they give him a chance, mm-hmm. but like, who knows how long his career is going to be because he might just shoot himself in the foot. Oof, so literally, not. shoot himself in the along foot. the lines of like how talented he is, and yeah, he needs to get better as a as a route runner. There's like this other world where Kenny Pickett needs to get better as a quarterback for him to be successful. Big time. Like, he, Kenny Pickett was not good last year, and we're gonna get into him later. In once we start talking about quarterbacks, but until I see like a big jump at the quarterback play, whether it be Kenny Pickett gets better or whether they lose a bunch of games this year and then they draft a quarterback next year because quarterbacks, the quarterback class is supposed to be loaded next year. You know, like something has to give there. Not only does Kenny Pickett need to be a better route runner. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I love <laughs> me some Pickens too, but he definitely needs to expand his route tree. Pickens. He was too limited on what he did last year in terms of deep ball. And to your point, Frank, if he's going to do those, Kenny, you at least got to hit him, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to be better, dude. Kenny like, small hands. The theme of yeah. these receivers are they're all talented, just strapped to god-awful quarterbacks, dude. God-awful yep. quarterbacks are terrible just fantasy yeah. production situations. But, yeah, I, I I don't really see him anything more than a spot start flex for me next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really all I see him as. So we'll see what he does. Let's get to the next guy, guys. Christian Watson, the 2022 Combine Darling. You guys remember the Combine that guy had? Mm-hmm. That was pretty phenomenal. Indeed. I texted you, dude. I said, yeah, do you see this? And yeah. you knew exactly what I was talking about. Well, I knew about. exactly who you are talking about. Yeah. Uh, had my eyes on him going into the Dynasty draft. I don't know who he fell to. Do you guys know who he fell to? <sighs> Man, I don't. Not the, I can figure it out. I think real he's quick. on Pieces team. Or Graham? 
I can I can look it up real quick. I feel yeah. like it's Graham. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, when this guy was on the field, guys, he was right up there with the rest of the studs Peace. of the wide receiver class. It was with Peace? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, the problem was he could not stay healthy, <laughs> unfortunately. He missed three games due to injury. And oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're he good. was actually um, drafted by Patrick and then traded in that massive Cooper Cup deal to Peace. Oh. Uh, so, 12th pick of the first round. Yeah, I knew he went first round. I just couldn't remember who he went to. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, so, he eventually turned things around a little bit. Uh, and then when he did, he was pretty, pretty good. Um, he had three TDs in week 10 uh, for the wide receiver three overall. Two more TDs in week 11. And another TD in weeks 12 and 13. Right? So, <laughs> lots of TDs. Also helps that Rodgers was his quarterback over there. Um, there was some talk of getting his Adams replacement, right, D? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about an Adams replacement. It's really hard to replace that guy. You can't replace him. Yeah. I mean, he's got talent for sure, but is he Devontae Adams-worthy talent? No way. No. Yeah. No, he's not that good. Yeah, I don't really think so. Um, so he had 611 yards in 17 games. Uh, that doesn't seem too impressive on paper. But the seven TDs, like we kind of alluded to, are definitely eye-opening. He showed that he had the athleticism to be a threat in this league, but he definitely needs to build on that route tree, right? So he was pretty limited, kind of like to George Pickens' role, where he was just kind of a go-route guy. Um, Definitely needs to Just a home run hitter. Yeah, home run hitter for there. Um, Definitely would like to see more volume as well. Who knows what's going to happen with Jordan Love over there? Is he even going to be Jordan Love's guy? I don't know. I don't is Jordan Love even going to have a guy, or is he just going to be confused back there all day? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's definitely the top dog in the wide receiver room. I don't think anyone's going to take that role away from him. Um, but, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how that offensive plays out up in Green Bay, especially since they added more pass catchers with the two tight ends. I don't know. <laughs> Again, some of these teams, I don't know what they're thinking. With what the are draft, they doing? Yeah. Anyways, guys, are you guys you guys have your eye on Watson this year for any reason at all? He's on my board. Yeah. I mean, 6'4", 208, runs a 4'3", Yeah, big yeah. boy. Sign me Pretty up, quick. dude. And he already showed he can do it. I mean, he's the best pass-catching weapon on that team. Like, in that, in those weeks where he started to pop off, he was averaging 17.2 points per game. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's, that's wide receiver one average mm-hmm. right there. So he can definitely do it. The question is, is he tough enough to do it? Because there are so many times where – if he like every week he was questionable. Every week he was a game time yeah. decision. Like, Soft lock shaman. We should yes. have that Kobe yes, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, but my back hurts, coach. Like, are you gonna play or not? Like, I guess, you know, like do yeah. you need, do you really need me to? Yeah. Yes, we do. Romeo dubs is literally out. Like you <laughs> again. have to play again, you have to play. <laughs> so I caution yes, that those sound like great numbers, but I, I the the words average points you know, between 10 and 18, that doesn't mean shit to what he actually did. I'm going to go on a rant here, but it's like really important. So the way he produced those numbers reminds me of the way Julio Jones would put where Badu would have his production in Atlanta. He would always end up top five at the end of the season, but he would have these 50 to 40 point explosions and then have single digit games through other outings for every week. And so I caution fantasy owners to pay attention to stats like this. Ignore the averages, ignore where they finish in the season. Instead, look at things of how they perform versus their weekly projection. For example, 
How often did this t did this player go over what they were projected? How often did this player go under what they were projected? How often did they hit their projection? What you're going to notice with Christian Watson is that more often than not, he was under his projections. That's scary. If this guy is, if the name of the game, Brady, and you know this because we talk about this all the time, if, if the name of the game is to minimize risk on a weekly basis, this guy's just as likely to get you 30 as he is to get you three. That's a risky play on a weekly basis. So again, understanding where this player sits in those ranges is really important to you mitigating that risk weekly. Yeah, those are good points. And I think for me, this would be in terms of evaluating where he may fall this season on a production standpoint. It would be a lot easier if Aaron Rodgers was still there. If Aaron sure. Rodgers was still there, I think he's a lock for yes. at least a wide, solid wide receiver too with a massive upside probably. But he's not, right? And I kind of made that point already. Jordan Love's there. We don't know what we're going to get out of Jordan Love. Essentially a rookie QB going into the season. They're probably going to lean on the run game more. They're probably going to lean, you know, on those short intermediate throws with the tight ends, you know, kind of ease Aaron them Jones. into this gameplay. Yeah. Aaron so, Jones, yeah, the check downs to Aaron Jones. He's definitely not going there. Oh, God, please, dude. I need Aaron Jones to do something this year, brother. I need him to do something. But, uh, yeah, Christian Watson has talent. You know, D made that point already. Um, Any evidence already showed that and in, in what he did last year during that surge. Um, but, again, with Rodgers not there, I'm a little skeptical in you know making him anything more than a flex play for me i want to have solid wide two solid wideouts above christian watson for me personally he falls into the category of someone that's going to slide on draft boards mm -hmm. but could win people leagues potentially yeah, that's a good point because yeah. he's going to end up because, on a team and he's going to be a flex because i hear you dude but like but when that guy hits 40 like yes you, you're gonna win yeah. Like, right. You're gonna win, but and you're it, gonna lose six weeks before that. <laughs> right. But that's but that's your flex player. Yeah. That's you right. see what I'm saying. Like that's the like, like we talk about finding the running quarterback, like that late round diamond in the rough. Like mm -hmm. it applies for every position. Like a lot, all my teams were so good last year because I drafted a top five running back in the sixth round, and his name right. was Josh Jacobs. Yep. You know, so like if you can find that guy and hit. You know, there's a path here, dude, because like uh, there's definitely murky waters like the quarterback's murky. Like I think that's the biggest problem. Who's like but like if you just go from a talent standpoint, he's the best cat pass catcher in that room. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I so think, yeah. yeah, I think we made that point. And he's, I'm not he's, he's the number one guy for sure. And I'm not I'm I'm a bit of a Jordan Love truther, dude. I saw enough. I saw enough in the game that he played and coming out of coming out of the camp. Like, they're like, no, this kid's ready. And that's Aaron Jones saying that. Like, he's ready. I mean, everybody's no. going to say that on his team. They're not going to not say yeah, he's ready. Yeah, but, like, but there's something to these quarterbacks sitting for a long time, dude. Yeah, like, that's true. a lot of them, like, like I've, I'm a big, like, no, let the rookie redshirt guy because I th it normally translates to success. Right. You know what I mean? Like, look at Favre and Rodgers. Now yeah, he's he and he sat. Behind Rodgers. He yeah. sat behind Rodgers for yeah. three years. I mean, the guy started as he literally was the third string quarterback because he was that bad. Frank, do you know where he went to school? Jordan Love. Uh, come on, brother. I want to say Notre Dame. Great guess. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. This one's actually a hard one, dude. He went to Little Utah State. Yeah. Yeah. That was State. close. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see, dude. Yeah. 
I don't think all hope is lost, dude. I think, I mean, I think Love will have a better season than Pickett. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I think I agree with that too. You make a good point about that red shirting thing. Like yeah, that is a good point. He was in the room with Aaron Rodgers for three years. He if he went that whole time and didn't learn anything, I'd be more concerned about that. These quarterbacks that sit, dude. <clears throat> I mean, look at Brock Purdy was a bit of a red shirt. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he red shirted. He red shirted. That guy was so talented, but he still fucking red shirted. Yeah. You know, Sad and he came behind Alex Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right, guys. Let's get into our last, at least main guy that we want to dive into a bit. Jahan Dotson. D, you want to you want to touch on Jahan? Jahan Dotson. He was a uh, the 16th pick by the Commanders last year. Um, similar to Drake London, where he got off to a really fast start. He scored four touchdowns right out of the gate in his first four games. Also similar to Drake London, he did next to nothing for the next Hell yeah. several <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Now, most of that was due to a hammy injury, but even after he came back from that um, injury, there were still a few games where he was a complete non-factor. But also similar to Drake London, he picked it up at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Week 13 on, um, he started piecing his game back together, and he low-key actually finished pretty strong. Down the stretch, he was averaging seven targets, just under 70 yards. He actually had two top 12 fantasy finishes, and those were both during the fantasy playoffs. Wow. He even ended the year with seven touchdowns. Now, check this out, dude. In those last five weeks, he actually ended up with slightly more targets than Terry McLaurin. That's impressive. That is impressive. And while we talk about the current receiver class that just got drafted and how small they were, this last class actually had a good amount of size. Mm -hmm. Right. But Jahan Jahan Dotson was the exception. He was the undersized wide receiver in this class. But he was still winning at all levels. Yeah. He was actually really strong with his contested catches for being so small. I think he's, what, 5'11", like 180. Yeah, he's small. Um, but he's very athletic, dude. And I love to see that little guy go up and moss somebody. Um, I think he's a nice little sleeper, dude, this season. He's the number two guy. I think McLaren's still going to be a – McLaurin, sorry. He's still going to be the top dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. His way too early ADP is wide receiver 44. But I think he's gonna climb boards as we get closer to this to the season, dude. I don't know. I think to me there's something there. Like he just he's such yeah. a good route runner. He's got good hands, good compete. You know, it's like I see I see Chris Godwin to his game, dude. And maybe it's just because they both went to Penn State. But maybe. Yeah, Godwin's big. He's not that big, is he? Like he's like six one, like two ten, six one. Okay, yeah. maybe not from like a size standpoint, but I see them play like they play a similar game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you can rely on him. So, but, yeah, I like him. I like Dotson too. Um, I also think the Commanders are going to be playing from a lot or uh, playing from behind a lot of the year, regardless of who's at quarterback, either Wentz or Howell. Um, teams that come or that are coming from behind are going to be throwing the ball. So. Yeah, I don't. The Atlanta Falcons. No, not not a few of the Falcons. Um, Those averages sounded nice, but what I what I you know did to similar to my last argument about these receivers is I I looked at like his worst game in that span, and his worst game was three for seventy two, and his best game was six for seventy six and a touchdown. Neither of the like the worst game is still ten points. I go to war with that all day, and be comfortable with it. So yeah, I'm with you, Dotson, one hundred percent. Whoever you play, you just want him to hit double digits. Exactly, like. If I could just get 10 points out of a flex, I'm happy every Sunday. Yeah, you know, definitely. That's the goal. Yeah, D, <clears throat> kind of like you hit on already, he 
he flashed early last year and looked really good and you know maybe climbed some boards in terms of sneaky a sneaky candidate for rookie of the year i mean that's i mean he flashed so he was looking good but then also like you said he fell flat on his face um so yeah he's in a similar situation as watson with an unproven qb at the helm so that'll be interesting to see with sam howell over there we're talking about him too right yeah we are we're talking about sam okay um and and see what you know kind of chemistry they developed down there in washington but i just think and frank and i touched on this last episode too with brian robinson i think they just want to run the ball they want to run the ball with that guy yeah they're going to throw the ball to you especially if they're down but to me that's a terry eats first team i know that dotson kind of out targeted down there down the stretch but i think terry mclaurin's the guy and then combine that with the fact you know they do want to pound the rock i don't really see too much value out of him this year but yeah he could be a sleeper we'll see i don't know he's not on my radar personally but he wouldn't be terrible to have i don't i i would like him as my wide receiver four yeah i think that's fair yeah i think that's fair yeah. yeah, but if anything were to happen to Terry, like kind of similar to like you know, little, you throw your fab. Yeah, yeah, I'd go, I'd go get him. Yeah, because yeah. he definitely, he's definitely talented enough. I mean, honestly, if I if he let's say he gets drafted this year, he's the second best receiver behind JSN. Yeah, like okay. in my opinion, like for the for the small receiver class, like he's better than Zay. He's better than Addison. Like, I think that's. It's clear cut to me. I mean, and he's kind of proven it already that he's he can he can produce. Yeah. 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 So. All right, guys. We want to do some quick honorable mentions for other wide receivers, sophomores this year. Yeah. Uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Bust. Yep. Big bust. Wide receiver by five off your board. Yeah. Yeah. Big bust. They are, they just drafted another receiver. Next. Also, KC. Don't take him. Don't take anybody on KC. Yep. Uh, Tyquan Thornton. Bust. <laughs> another bust. <laughs> Who? Uh, sorry. That said Tyquan Thornton. I meant to say Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, he was the fastest. Uh, he he might have broke the record in the combine. I think he hit 4-2. He went sub 4-3. Wow. And that's about it. Yeah. I think all of his production came from one game. Wow. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. Here's an interesting one. Jamison Williams. <laughs> also bust. Bust Williams. That nickname... That game is perfect for him because yep. that's what he does at the blackjack table he busts. Really, all the time. Gambling dude. JMO, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's better for six games. He's going to contribute. So did he? He played last season. He played, he played. And, played. When he played, and funny he enough, good. I think he he didn't he didn't play for the first he nine caught, games. He, he caught one deep ball. He caught one deep ball and he burned that dude. I remember watching it like yesterday, man. He has the speed to rival the best you know, fast dudes in the NFL. So he, I hope he gets on the field, man, because he's, he's going talented, to get on the field. Dude. He, he no, got mean, those Tyreek comps, dude. Game, That's what I remember. Yeah. The suspension. yeah, he did. I mean, I don't think he's going to, don't, I don't see him ever touching Tyreek, but yeah, in terms of speed wise, super cheetah fast. Like, all right. Yeah. Darius Hayward Bay again. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. We're pushing the clock here. Let's get to these quarterbacks. Yep. Let's do it. Oh, we got, I think Frank, you're up. You want me to get this one? Yeah. <clears throat> Kenny, two gloves. Kenny, two gloves and two <laughs> more small hands picket. He was the first quarterback taken in the 2022 draft, and this class, draft class was poor to say the least from a quarterback perspective. He had mixed results his first year, averaging 184 yards per game, a measly 6.2 yards per attempt. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns, seven for nine. And then the season went, as the season went on, he, he started to get a little better, started to see the field better. 
started to you know process things a little faster, started to take less sacks, started to throw less picks. Those are all good things. He also, from a NFL perspective, won the last three games of the season. So what's my expectation? I expect him to produce more below average numbers in 2023. He did offer some value in the run with 237 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. But I think you can do much better in a redraft where, you know, in those later rounds than than this guy. He doesn't move the needle for me. What do you guys think? He's not a fantasy football quarterback. The only time he would be on your radar is if you play TQB or Superflex. Yep. And you need a fourth quarterback for your team. Agreed. I'm taking way more QBs over right. this guy. Yep. That's it. There's no I'm, argument there. I'm taking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I we're... Mean, the, the sad thing is all these quarterbacks are terrible. That it, we're was a, about. it was a shit class. Yeah. I mean, class. like, spoiler alert, none of these guys are that, dude. Yeah, none of them. I like, mean, I didn't see any. One, oh, oh, actually. One, which one, we'll talk about. We'll, one. We'll spo- won't spoil it. One. I would sorry. even argue that that guy's not all that either. He's just a product of he's, the system. He's weird. Uh, yeah, well, well, anyways. Anyways, yeah. We all, we're all in agreement. Sorry. Kenny, two small hands. Two yeah. Pi- yeah. yeah. Okay. 99% of this draft class. Yeah. If you got set player... Yeah, fifty feet. Of shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, man, we love that fucking joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Desmond Ritter, the second quarterback taken in the third round, seventy fourth overall to the Brady Connor Falcons, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite team. Um, I remember I was with you, Brady. And Cincinnati was playing Bama, mm-hmm. and we both said, "Okay, this is the Desmond Ritter game. He's looked great all year, and now he's finally, he's finally fa- facing an elite defense. Mm-hmm. And if he can beat this team, or at least put up respectable numbers, I know he could make it in the NFL." Yep. <laughs> I think they scored on their first drive, and then got absolutely shit on the rest of the time, dude. Oof. Yep. And just like that, we just took him off our imaginary boards. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> um. And he's a Falcon, dude. He's uh, a Falcon. He, he, so Mariota, you know, they tried to redshirt him a little bit. Mariota um, was the starter. And then in the last four games, he came in 708 yards, two touchdowns in four games. That's gross. You know, 6.2 yards per average. Ran a little bit, 64 yards. Like, they're, they're calling him the starter. Like, to me, yeah. like, they signed Taylor Heineke. I'm like, great. Heineke's better than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're gonna give the, but they're gonna give yeah. Ritter the first shot, and to me he's on the hot seat. Like we're getting a little off fantasy here. He's on the hot seat because fantasy, like, there's nothing to talk about. He's not relevant. His job is to give the ball to Bijan Robinson, exactly, and that's it. But if this guy doesn't win games, they're gonna put Heineke in, and then they're gonna tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May. One hundred percent, plain and simple. He's got plenty of weapons. So you should think he should produce. Mm-hmm. He's got a pass-catching running back behind him. A guy's got a running back that's going to move the wall, move the chains, and get him in the red zone. He's got the Twin Towers, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. Like, he should be able to do something. He's, he's, he's he, not going to do it, dude. A, I can just tell you right now, he's not going to do it. They love to run the ball way too oh much. He can't process the field fast enough. Next, dude. He's, he's a trap QB, dude. He's yes. got everything around him to succeed, but he will still fail. Because he's a Falcon. <laughs> Do not touch anyone on the Falcons except oh, Bijan Robinson man. and maybe Tyler Algier. I would draft Michael Vick before <laughs> I take Desmond Ritter, dude. Dang. Yeah, me too. I agree. 
All right, let's get into the next guy, guys. Malik. <laughs> Who's surprisingly worse than Desmond Ritter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is this guy even on here, dude? Dude, we got to talk about how bad he is, We have to talk about it. All right, so we're talking about Malik Willis. Going into the draft, guys, he was like all the hype. Do you remember that? It yeah. Was, it was like him and Kenny Pickett. And wow, were those guys really wrong? Dude. Well, they all <laughs> fell. Well, I yeah. think everybody knew the truth about Malik because he was projected to go top 10. Well, the reason why everyone was so high on Malik was because of his, his raw potential. Exactly. Like, everyone was right. like tantalizing over this dude and like the he quote run, tools and quote that he has. He's such a nice guy. And like, what we found out in a limited sample size is that he has none of those, dude. Absolutely none. I mean, to be fair to him, he did get put in a shit situation when yes. Tannehill went down. He was definitely rushed into action. But when he was in that action, like I said, absolute garbage. Clearly not ready. Definitely not. Definitely not ready at all. Um, I mean, what? He threw in his four of his first five games. He didn't complete more than six passes in his best game. Quote, best game. He completed 14 passes for 99 yards and two picks, <laughs> four sacks, and no TDs. <laughs> So if that sounds like someone you guys are interested as listeners, by all means, don't worry, because he'll, he'll be there, there dude. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there, sitting and waiting for you guys. We are uh, we we labeled this the rookie recap show for wide receivers and quarterbacks. We are obligated to talk about that's this great. guy. Yes, we are. So, but yeah, that's Malik in a nutshell. Do you guys have any thoughts on Malik? Tennessee killed him. Like he just got rushed into action too soon. I think the I was asking you about him because I didn't know much about him coming out of Liberty, and you were like, he's got some ability, but he's super super raw, and he needs a red shirt for ten years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then he played, and then he looked terrible, and then they played him again, yeah, and again and again, and now his career in Tennessee is over. Yeah, dude. Honestly, not not to call you out, but. He didn't play that much because he was so bad. They picked up Josh Dobbs off the street oh, and right. played him over him. At the end of the yeah. season. At the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, after watching Malik Willis play, like you'll never hear me say, like, I can go out there and throw that ball better than you. Because Malik Willis is an elite athlete. He's the point one percent to make it to make it to the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to think that like in the short time that he spent from when he got drafted to when he got put in the game to see how terrible he was and how little he can do on the field honestly made me realize how hard the NFL is, dude. Yeah. That's it's a like good point. He dude, like it's almost like he didn't know the playbook. Like they couldn't, like they just didn't have anything for him. That's a coaching problem too, though, at the end of the day. That is, I think it's Again, a little bit of a coaching problem. Tennessee but, destroyed so. his career. Yeah. It's like there, there was a chance there for him, for him to be a respectable backup and maybe make something if he had the time to sit, yeah. but he got thrown into the wolves and the wolves tore him to shreds. And now they're already calling him a cut candidate. Yeah. That's they crazy. drafted Will Levis too. So yeah. he's, if he's going to do something, it's going to be in the USFL. Yeah. Well, so consensus on Malik here definitely QB1 upside go get yourself some Malik's yep first overall <laughs> first overall baby let's get in the next guy Sam Howell let's do it um fifth round position 144 to the commanders needing some insurance for good old Carson Wentz and boy were they right Howell had some solid years at North Carolina strong freshman and sophomore seasons before he regressed hard before the year he got drafted doesn't have the best arm but does have plus mobility um, how basically rode the bench for the entirety entirety of the 2022 season until he got the start in week 18. Wasn't very good or spectacular, but completed 11 for 19 passes, 160 yards, and a touchdown. Um, 
in a in one pick over the Cowboys in twenty six where they won twenty six to six, which was actually kind of impressive because the Cowboys were really bad at the time and they made the playoffs. So yeah. he also had thirty five yards rushing and a TD in that game. Uh, looks like he's going to get a job to win, get a chance to win the starting job in Washington. Really need to see how this guy does. But again, this guy doesn't move the needle for me. Like the only aspect that I could potentially see is even if he wins a starting job, this guy's going to have to produce with his legs. And it's going to be a spot. It's going to be a spot start on a bye week on a place at a place or or on a team that one of us didn't draft a second quarterback. And we're just going to be like, yeah, we'll pick this guy up and start him on Thursday night. And then he'll get you 19 and you'll think you won the lottery. I think he's also kind of that guy, man. Like, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of QBs I'm taking over Sam Howell, but he did show the capability to rush at North Carolina. We'll see how they use him in Washington. And to your point, I think he is going to be the guy. I don't think there's really much competition over there. Um, and I think, you know, they they invested draft capital in him. They want to see what he can do. Yeah. So he's going to be on the field. But, yeah, if he's going to get you anything, it's going to be with his legs. And I definitely think kind of like what you mentioned He's not going to be the Mr. Consistency, but he will maybe, you know. His arms put up. His arms put up good. That big game. He has a good arm. I just don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm taking a lot of other QBs. If we're just basing it off of he's, arm he's, talent. He's not a Sam. redraft. He's not on your board in redraft, but no two QB super flex. Like, you might have something there. Like, definitely QB. So, perfect example. In our Dynasty League, he just got traded for a third-round pick. And That's I was true. like, and I was like, damn, really? Yeah. Like he's probably like it's he's probably a starting quarterback, you know, or your QB three and for, like for a third round, like, mm-hmm. like someone bought low, dude. Like I think he's gonna deliver on that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I I like Sam Howell. I actually liked him coming out. Um, he just had yeah, I don't know, dude. He had some moxie to his game for me, man. Like he's he and he he just kind of played fearless, like. Maybe there's a little Jake Cutler to him where he's going to throw 20 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. Respect, dude. <laughs> but like but he's he runs like Josh Allen. Yeah. And stuff. He's like I see I see a little Josh Allen in him minus the like the cannon of an arm. Right. You know, I don't know, there's something there. Like I actually pay attention to what the quarterbacks do in the preseason and he played well, dude. Like he was in in whenever he came in, he was throwing for two hundred something yards, dude. Yeah, Malik Willis wasn't doing that. He was only throwing for twenty. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Desmond Ritter. Like he was the most impressive yeah. quarterback out of this he, class uh, in the preseason. Yeah, and I think he he got in at the end of the season there too, right? He played a couple games at the end of the well, season. Well, he played the one game and he beat the Cowboys. Yeah, twenty six. You know, and that was the Cowboys starting oh, that's defense. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My you know, I mean, the, yeah. the numbers weren't crazy, um, but he won that game. In a game in which they needed to win. And yeah. they, they, they did it with, he also, he used his legs, you know, a rushing touchdown, you know, and one throwing touchdown. So if he's going to run the ball like enough, you know, 30, 40 yards, you know, maybe four or five rushing touchdowns, like there's something there. Oh yeah. Redraft, wait and see. Spot, don't touch him. Spot like, start during bye week, if anything. Yes. Dynasty, go find the Sam Howell owner, dude. Yeah. Shoot him a third round pick. Great grab, Jay. See what happens. Only yep. time we're going to say that. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Let's end the show on, I don't want to say the fantasy darling, but probably the, the whole NFL's darling. NFL darling, Mr. Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Guys, what are our thoughts on Brock Purdy? Dude, honestly, I don't know what he did fantasy wise dude that's what i'm saying (laughs) so (laughs) coming out of iowa state you know both of their quarterbacks go down just classic 49ers he saw nine games 
of action, but six of those games he actually started, and it was near the end of the season. So from weeks 13 to 18, he was the guy. And he was he was kind of a lightning rod for that team, dude. Yeah. And he was the savior for George Kittle as a George Kittle owner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like He's athletically not that impressive, dude. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the fastest. He doesn't throw the prettiest ball. But he did what he needed to do, dude. Like, he won. Yeah. Yep. You know, and he, I know, I think he was a three or four year starter at Iowa State, mm-hmm. too. And it translated. Like, the game just didn't seem too big for him. Like, he did throw a couple picks, but fantasy wise, like, he was respectable, dude. Couple touchdowns per game, 200 yards. Like, if anything, he made everyone else on that team better, dude. If you're, oh, a, yeah. if you're a McCaffrey owner and a Kittle Debo owner, Samuel. you're like, I fucking love this guy, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so in the few games that he played, I guess a handful of games. He ended up with 1,374 yards, 8.1 yards um, per throw, 13 to 4 touchdown interception ratio. He got hurt. You know, he's injured. We don't know if he's going to be the guy. It might be Trey Lance. We're not entirely sure. I mean, from a fantasy football standpoint, like I'm not going to rely on Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. But kind of to Sam Howell's point, like I kind of like what does the Brock Purdy owner want for him? Mm -hmm. Like I – He's on my radar. I mean, talking about in Dynasty. In Dynasty. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, same thing. Two quarterback, quarterback Superflex. He kind of falls back into that QB3 category. But there's some upside there, dude. I mean, best game of the season was 19.8 fantasy points. Like, I don't know if that's going to be his average. And I don't know if he's going to translate to a, a quarterback one. But, I mean, if we were watching those games, dude, like, there's something there. Oh, dude. He's like, you know, got like it. this kid belongs in the league, and if we're if he's gonna get the Tom Brady comps, you know, one of those Mister Irrelevant guys that came out of nowhere and was a winner, you know, like not nothing flashy about him, but he just wins. Like you just remember that Tom Brady was not a fantasy football darling when he started. That's true, yeah. and you saw what he turned into. That's a, a good monster. point, actually. Yeah, so, that's a super point. good point. So just keep your eye on him. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got on Brock Purdy. Frank, any thoughts on Brock Purdy? No, nah, I mean, do you hit the nail on the head? Probably going to get you 17 every week if he's playing. That's two touchdowns, you know, 200, 230 yards at best. Mm-hmm. But, like, to Dee's point, what if they start scheming him some more? They got a, they're going to get a full season of Christian McCaffrey. Those screenplays that he always takes to the house, they're going to go to Brock Purdy. So. That's another run-heavy offense. Yeah. So, like, the, the Shanahan offense doesn't ask for the quarterback to do yeah. a whole lot. Like he just needs to get the ball out yeah. and make smart decisions. Yeah, and you're not going to see, you're not going to see, like, a top-ten quarterback coming out of that offense. But right. if Shanahan were to move on and they, you know, and down the road, like, you know, he ended up in a more pass-heavy pass, pass heavy scheme, like, yeah, there's definitely something there because he, I mean, he was processed in the field like a two, three-year vet. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. He was, yeah, and he he wasn't just sitting in the pocket. He was rolling out. He's making throws on the run with accuracy. It's like, good luck, Trey Lance, being that guy out. You know, I you think the Niners were just sitting there like, God, we fucked up, dude. Like, oh, this fucking no, no kid doubt. It looks so much better than everybody else. Like, what do we do? Like, he's, it's like, dude. And then you see what, like, obviously this is this is more NFL talk than fantasy, but like you see what they gave up for Trey Lance and like the players that Miami made out of it. And you're just like, damn, I fucked up. You fucked up. And it's, it's time, it's time to move on. If, if Brock Purdy's ready at the beginning of the season, 
I, I just don't think it'd be smart to sit on Trey Lance. Like you got to move on and make some, make get some value out of that. Yeah, the the Trey Lance point is is interesting, and we'll see what they decide to do with him moving forward. But I'm with you guys. I think Brock more than held his own last year. Uh, you know, while he was in, he's proven that he's a NFL ready QB. He's proven that he can produce. I don't know to you know circle back to fantasy purposes. I don't know how much that translates to fantasy production. I think he's going to be a solid QB too. But D, I think to your point, you know, definitely if someone's got Purdy in your dynasty league, reach out. See, maybe you can get something for him because look what Tom Brady. That was a, that was a great point, dude. Look what Tom Brady. Very did much him. so. So cool, guys. Yeah, uh, buy low because if he if he balls out and just you know stays healthy and continues to produce, like you're not going to get him for a second, third round pick next no, year. No, you won't. Yeah. But anybody else? We good? I think that's this is a long one. But this was a long yeah. one, a good one. I got to get home to get my kids some milk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's wrap this up, boys. Yeah. This All right. Fun. Cool. All right, guys. That's a wrap on episode seven. Check us out on Mondays, and we'll talk to you later. Later.